Hello, and welcome to Linklater's Antitrust and Foreign Investment Practices Summer Top Stories. This episode focuses on M&A regulatory hurdles. As summer approaches, dealmakers have a new and potentially sizable hurdle to scale. The EU foreign subsidies regulation will apply to transactions signed after the 12th of July. Its broad net will capture most of the largest M&A transactions and public tenders, imposing a considerable administrative burden on both EU and third country companies and investors. Worryingly, from a predictability standpoint, transactions signed after 12th of July but not closed by 12th of October will become subject to the standstill obligation and require notification, which cannot be formally submitted before 12th of October. Early information gathering and pre-notification will therefore be key to avoid delays. A well-considered merger filing strategy continues to be critical with gun jumping enforcement on the rise. 2022 saw fines of over $36 million globally, including one of $11 million by Brazil's Cade. And the continued use of low threshold options to catch mergers requires a level of self-assessment by parties regarding the risk of future enforcement. New rules in China urge informants to report smaller, potentially anti-competitive mergers with regulation on killer acquisitions to follow. And in the EU, screening non-notifiable transactions to assess whether the EU should encourage member states to request an Article 22 referral is now routine, extending far beyond tech and life sciences deals. The potential enforcement net widened further in Europe following the recent Towercast judgment, which confirmed that the acquisition of a company by an already dominant player can be considered an abuse. The Belgian authority has since opened an investigation into a completed acquisition under national antitrust rules. Transactions in tech and life sciences may also see new theories of harm applied, particularly those involving gatekeeper or dominant companies. In the US, the FTC's recent challenge of non-overlaps Horizon Amgen marked its first attempt to block a pharma deal in more than a decade, invoking conglomerate efforts based on the bundling of blockbuster products. And as authorities revise their approach to vertical mergers, with new guidelines published in Brazil and expected in the US, such transactions can expect a stringent review on all fronts. A toughening of merger control may occur elsewhere as the cost of living crisis persists. Stricter merger control rules have been proposed in Germany for companies affected by sector inquiries. Deals which hint at a loss of green innovation would also be well scrutinized. For example, the EC's eight month review of Norsk Hydro's acquisition of green aluminium producer Alumetal, ultimately unconditionally cleared. Merger timelines can be long in Europe particularly for cases requiring in-depth review. Phase two cases in the EU, UK and Poland take in the region of six to eight months, although it can be advisable to leave breathing space for even longer. These figures exclude pre-notification, which can be extremely lengthy. EU pre-notification took around eight months for phase two cases in 2022, meaning the average phase two can span 18 months over 50% longer than timelines in 2013. In the US, agencies have shown no sign of reinstating early termination for simpler transactions. Pool and refile cases remain common, even where there are only minor overlaps. For cases involving a second request, litigation is increasingly common as the agencies are less open to remedies 
and can extend timelines closer to 18 months. However, in Europe, procedural changes are planned. The EU's new simplification package will increase the number of transactions which can be filed under the simplified procedure and further streamline the process. In the UK, the CMA's current fast-track remedies process in phase two should allow parties in certain cases to shorten the timing of deal closing. The new DMCC bill would also permit a fast-track phase two reference on request from the merging parties, whilst also allowing an extended phase two timetable if the parties agree. As for the proportion of transactions reviewed at phase two, while intervention rates are increasing in many jurisdictions, for example, the EU, the overall proportion of phase one cases which reach phase two remains low for most. The exception is the UK, whose voluntary regime has meant that the CMA focuses resources on reviewing cases more likely to raise issues. Its elastic jurisdictional thresholds permit review even where the UK nexus is limited. This has resulted in fewer no-issues cases at phase one, and so a much higher proportion of potentially problematic cases ultimately reaching phase two at 30%. The new DMCC bill would enhance this elasticity in the respect of non-horizontal and potential competition cases. In China, referrals, which can suggest extra time is needed by SAMA rather than purely a reflection of a problematic transaction, make up 7% of phase one outcomes in the six month period, with only one case resulting in remedies. Turning to deal mortality, US agencies have continued active enforcement with several high profile transaction challenges, despite low success rates in court. The FTC has pursued ongoing litigation to block prominent deals, including ICE and Black Knight and Microsoft Activision. The DOJ has also remained active, including filing an ongoing suit to block JetBlue's acquisition of low-cost carrier Spirit Airways. Of the 18 ca cases challenged by the agencies in the 12 months from the 1st of June 2022, two were won by the parties, five resulted in consent decrees, and five were abandoned by the parties, and the remaining six are ongoing. Meanwhile, in Europe, it's clear that the CMA is forging its own path having prohibited no less than three transactions in the last six months, including its prohibition of Microsoft Activision, cleared by both the EU and China. But the bite of other authorities should not be underestimated. Threat of substantive concerns or prohibition has resulted in transactions being abandoned in many EU member states, for example in Spain, where a withdrawal was the only phase two outcome, and at EU level where one out of two phase two outcomes was a withdrawal. The growth in foreign investment screening regimes shows no sign of abating. Following the recent adoption of new regimes in the Netherlands and Slovakia, meaning 18 EU member states now have regimes in place, at least five more are expected by the end of the year. In parallel, the more established regimes, although still infants by merger control standards, are maturing, as screening authorities show signs of pragmatism in some areas, for example, over the timetable of review in distressed acquisitions in the UK's NSIA guidance, while flexing their powers in others, with a number of high-profile prohibitions across Europe in recent months, including in Italy, the UK and Denmark. Authorities are moving to focus their time and resources on the most sensitive sectors and transactions, for example, the recent reforms in Canada and the expansion of Japanese rules to cover certain chip-making materials. 
This is aided by cross-border cooperation to help identify relevant transactions. In particular, transactions involving semiconductors are being scrutinized closely amidst global tensions and considerable investment by governments into domestic production. Frustratingly, broadly drafted legislation, which gives regulators discretion to cherry pick transactions of interest, means that the number of FI notifications continues to increase. As review timetables remain long and unpredictable, parties should consider their foreign investment screening strategy at an early stage, including its impact on transaction documents and deal timing. And without bound foreign investment control on the agenda in numerous jurisdictions, including the US, EU and UK, parties may need to consider yet another M&A hurdle. Our calls to action are as follows. One, factor in the upcoming EU FSR across current and future transaction timelines. Two, plan for sensitivities around key sectors across merger control and foreign investment. Three, engage early with authorities to avoid being caught short. Thank you for listening. To read the full publication or to listen to our episode on antitrust enforcement, please do visit the Linklater's Summer Top Stories page. Thank you.